everyone. Welcome to the Voice of Social Sales. I'm your host, Chelsea Pites. Thank you so much if you are a returning subscriber. If you're new to the show, this is the place where we talk about all things social media and real estate and how you can build a powerful personal brand in a very human way through technology without having to have a master's degree in social media. There should be no content or social media stress here. We want to make it easy, understandable, and applicable, tactical things that you can do right away for free. I'd love to connect with you on all the socials, especially Instagram. If you're interested in learning how to use Instagram more for your real estate business, that's the place to connect with me. I drop weekly trainings and videos on how to level up your game on the gram. You can find me by my name at chelsea.pites. I'll leave that in the show notes as well. Today, we're wrapping up 2020. This is my last podcast recording of the year. And I thought to myself, gosh, what am I going to talk about? I just, this is going to be a little bit of a a random thought. This is going to be a free stream of thought here in the first few minutes. I kind of got into this mode in the last few months, and I'm hoping that by sharing this story, it's going to make you feel better for you content creators out there. I have a lot of content stress. Yes, as somebody who has a podcast and creates content every day and wrote two books, I I overthink. I think, ah, nobody wants to hear that. I've already said it. So I'm taking my own advice today, and I'm going to talk about things that I've talked about before earlier in the year, because I I think it's a really good reminder, and I also just need to get over myself. I need to say, you know what? You're overthinking this. Just make something. (laughs) So if this will encourage you to let you know that I also feel like you probably do some of the time, just get out there and make something. Who even cares? I don't even know if anybody will listen to this, but we'll see. So today I wanted to kind of wrap up some thoughts around what I've been talking about for the last few years and and how I'm going to be bringing those into 2021 and some really easy mindsets that I think if we can adopt in 2021, it's going to be a lot easier for you to hopefully unlock that creative side of you and that content creator that I know lives in each and every one of us. On a side note too, since we are being random this this first half, I wanted to talk about a newish social media app that I am loving. It's called Clubhouse. Now, when you go into the app store, first of all, you have to have an iOS device. I'm sorry if you're a Droid user. I know they're bringing it out soon, but I don't know when. It's iOS, so it's Apple in the Apple store. There is two different Clubhouses. One is, I think, Clubhouse IO, and the other one is the Clubhouse app that says audio drop-in. That's the one that you want. It's invite only for right now, but I'm loving it. It's like Zoom, audio, no video, which is great. Zoom audio meets uh, chat room. So it's like you get to go in all these chat rooms and hear from experts. So I'm actually listening to experts talk about social media and marketing and real estate. And I'm talking about big names. Like there's like celebrities um, in the world of, you know, uh, business, entrepreneurship, actual celebrities and music, like giving you their insights. And so if you're on Clubhouse, let's connect um, and and shoot me a follow. If you're more curious about information on Clubhouse, don't worry. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm just so new over there that I need to give it a little bit more time. I was, I was on what they call the stage the other day, and I could not figure out how to leave the stage after I was speaking. So I just closed out the app. So I don't know that I'm quite ready enough to talk about Clubhouse, but I'm sure I will have a Clubhouse expert on here coming up very soon. Okay, so I'm going to actually pull out my book, my book called What to Post, How to Create Engaging Social Media Content That Builds Your Brand and Gets Results for Real Estate. And I just went back to my own content. I don't know if you ever look at your own content. And you're like, did I write that? That's, that's, that's okay. That's pretty darn good. <laughs> so 
I, in the very last page of my book, I'm flipping through it here, I have this page called Chelseaisms, a list of phrases that I say a lot that basically sums up my philosophy on social media. And so I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to go over these. And I made a post recently on my Instagram with one of these. And I have to tell you, it was the, the most engaged post I've ever had, ever had. So I think there's something to be said for um, one posting shareable content, content that doesn't necessarily have you in it, but is something that's maybe inspirational or motivational, things that people can really relate to and say, aha, is that hard to do? Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's it's kind of by accident sometimes, but that's something I'm going to be thinking about for my Instagram strategy. So here's a list of phrases in no particular order that I want to talk about. The first one is my, my recent post I did in Instagram. 2021 is about less contenting and more commenting. Let me say that again, less contenting, more commenting. And hey, I'm not saying you should give up content. I mean, I, I kind of would be like, okay with that if I never had to post in the feed again. I love stories, so I don't want to give that up. But some people love the feed and they don't really love stories. But the whole point is, is that you can go so much deeper and so much farther with you being a super fan of other people's content and showing up and supporting them. It's a positive experience for them. It makes you feel good. They feel good. They're recognizing your name and your profile picture. You're sending notifications to them. You're training the algorithm because the algorithm says, well, if you're commenting on this person's stuff then you probably want to see them higher up in your feed and vice versa, we're going to show them your stuff as well. So it's a win-win all the way around. And, and that's been my number one strategy. So if you have a lot of content stress, Stop stressing about making content because honestly, there's enough content in the socials. <laughs> they're not lacking for content and they're going to reward you if you have what they call meaningful interactions. That's from in writing from Facebook. If we're looking for meaningful interactions, commenting, shares, direct messages. So they're really ranking those higher in many cases than, than content. And when you have those interactions, those human interactions, which... I, let me stress human, <laughs> not something you can outsource. You can outsource people posting for you. I don't think you can authentically really outsource, uh, you know, very well in many cases. I mean, certainly if you have people on your team that are full time, it's really hard to have authentic human engagement and outsource it. It really does need to be from you. And when it is from you, people are like, oh my gosh, wow, thank you. This really is you. It's really your voice that you're sending in a message to me. Um, so I think that's a good thing that you can't totally outsource your brand in 2021 personally. I know some people listening are going to be bummed out, but <laughs> that's just how it is. Um, so when, when we're thinking about, okay, I need to make my posts, I need to make content. Yes. You need to show up consistently and make content. That's what builds your brand authority and credibility. But if you're stressed about it, then don't post, don't make content at least for a week, two weeks, maybe it's a month, but talk to people every day. Talk to people every day, comment over contenting. So hopefully that's a tip that will, will resonate with you. The next one is faces take you places. Now I don't even, I'm sure somebody made that up a long time ago. I'm sure we've all heard that before, but I talked about this about six years ago when I made my first book called Talking in Pictures, which was all about how camera first uh, devices such as you know Snapchat and stories and Facebook stories how this real-time camera-first communication was absolutely going to change how we create communities and how we create brand, and, and it has, and it is. And I think with what's happened in 2020, it's, it's accelerated that as well. But what I mean by that is you need to show your face because we expect it now. 
And, and that's the most human form of communication that we can have is seeing your face. And it builds a brand imprint in someone's mind. You know, facial recognition, our brain is built for that. We have two places in our brain just for facial recognition. And if anything happened to that, if it was damaged in any way, you would have facial blindness, meaning you would know you're looking at a face, but you would have no idea who you were looking at. That's almost terrifying to think of, right? So faces are really important. So if you've been terrified to show your face and get on video, I'm sorry to tell you that you're going to be terrified the first probably six, seven, six hundred times you do it but you're never going to get over it unless you start doing it. You need to show up in your stories. You need to be a human being. You need to connect with other people in a relatable way. And that means you have to show your face. And that means you can't outsource it to your assistant. People expect to see you. And when they see your face, even if it's through a mobile device or a screen, screen to screen. Our brains have no idea the difference. They don't know the difference that you're on a screen. The neurons fire in the exact same way as if you were sitting across from me in the coffee shop. And so what happens is when I see your face, I start to develop this trust. I don't even know that it's happening. So in 2021, you need to show your face. And that's on all the socials, right? All the socials have stories. It's okay to show your face, even on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's very important to show up as a human being. So that's my, my second phrase, my second Chelseaism. So the next one that I have is, is one that I've been using for a really long time. And you'll notice that a lot of these rhyme because that's how I remember things. I remember things in clusters of letters, like three C's, five E's. And then I also remember in terms of, of rhyming. The next one is teach before you reach. And that one I've been saying for years, it's mainly, um, you know, earn the right to ask for the business. And the way that you earn the right to ask for the business is by showing up consistently and giving value. And in many ways, that's educational content. That's showing up and giving value. And it doesn't just have to be educational content. Showing up and being positive, showing up and being nice to people, showing up and commenting on people's stuff, that's value. That's value to the other person. It doesn't just have to be educational. But you know that educational content's been the bread and butter, the foundation of content for a long, 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 long time. And so when you show up and you teach and you give and you provide value, then you can reach out through those DMs. You know, you've got to get to know somebody first. It's just like real life. You would probably not likely be at a networking event in person and introduce yourself and immediately start talking about your product or service and immediately ask somebody if they know someone that's a referral. And yes, do those, do those, you know, polite spams or, you know, outright sales pitches, do they work? It's a numbers game. And, and, and you can play that numbers game and you'll, you'll have some success. But what happens is sometimes those people who respond are responding out of guilt and now they have sort of an icky impression of, of your brand. They're like, oh, I, I didn't feel good about that exchange. And so with the teach before you reach, if you think in terms of I'm just going to show up and I'm going to give and I'm going to give and I'm going to give, I did that for years and mainly I still do that. And I really didn't ask. I, I earned the right to ask, you know, hey, buy my book or hey, go here. But I really came from a mindset of let me show up and be a super fan for other people and let me show up and help people. And I still help people at no charge. And they're, they're delighted and amazed when I respond back and they say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you are actually sending me voice messages and answering my questions. Yes, I will try to do the unscalable 
as long as I possibly can because I would want somebody to do that for me. When I met one of my marketing heroes, I was a little bit nervous because I thought, oh no, what if, what if, what if this idea in my head of this amazing person is like squash and they're just not nice? And I was so delighted to find out that everything that I thought to be true was true. And man, did that make me feel good. So you got to teach before you reach. So if your strategy is to DM people with what I call polite spam, and I mean polite spam is like, hey, you know, just thinking about you, you know, if I can ever help you out in 2021 with your real estate needs, that's super polite, but that is spam in my inbox. That's about you. It's not about me. It's not about asking me how I am, how the kids are, what's going on, having a conversation, supporting my content, showing up in my feed, being top of mind. No, that's polite spam. And by the way, if you've forgotten, you can report people to do that, especially on LinkedIn. That is not what your DMs are for. That's not what they were intended for. It's not a sales channel. It can be an incredibly effective sales channel, a relationship channel, but it's not where you send a bunch of copy-paste messages, especially in 2021. Okay, so let's talk about some more of my Chelsea-isms. I'm looking at my list here, and there's there's a couple that are, are similar to each other. So maybe I'll do a second podcast about some of these. Because, like, for example, teach before you reach, and then my next one is stories, not sales pitches. That's kind of the same thing. So I've got a few in here. Um, you know, I just, for some reason, i got to have a couple of different variations so I can actually remember it. Um, all right, another one dialogues over data. Uh, I don't remember when I came up with this one, but I was just like, okay, let's just stop looking at our insights for a little bit. Okay. Let's stop being obsessed with the number and the number of likes. For me, I don't look at my insights for stories, views. I don't want to know because I love that. That's for me. And if you're passionate about something and you want to show up every day and that's your jam, then that's fine. It's also the same reason I don't get on the scale every day. I know myself in my brain. Am I saying that data and insights are not important? A hundred percent no. If you really want to create a strategy, you need to know what's working. You need to know if your numbers are going up and, uh, you know, view count and how long people are watching your video. That's important. What I'm saying is if it's becoming a gray cloud over your head because you didn't get this many likes or this data is not showing this, then maybe take a step back and just make one data point how many people you're talking to in a day. And if you're really data-driven and you really like checklists, then maybe it's not three people. Maybe it's 25 people you're sending a direct message to on all three platforms. You know, I mean, you don't want to send a bunch of DMs to people that you're not connected with. But maybe if you are a numbers person and you need something to check off the list, that's where you want to spend your time. So I know we kind of talked a little bit about that on the less contenting, more commenting. Okay, so... Um, I really like this one. Uh, I like these next two. So this is not really more of a mantra. It, it's more of, of something that I said during an interview, um, or maybe I was on stage, I can't remember, on a panel. And I thought, wow, that that's that I didn't even think about that. It just came out of my mouth. But this one, I stopped watching television because it doesn't talk back. 
And I think that's really significant in the world of stories and live streaming because people really want to have this like human connection and talk to people. And I think that's so poignant in in this 2020 year where we were isolated and we were distanced and we weren't able to see our families in, in person. And for me to open up those stories, regardless of what platform it was on, and feel as though... I was with that person in real time. It was it was really powerful, and I, I I have a preference for that now. I'd rather watch the real stuff. I'd rather watch the unedited behind the scenes stories than look at a really beautifully done photo that's got quotes on it. And you know that's that's fine too. That's nice. I I still use those, but what I gravitate towards is the real thing. That's that's what I want to see. And so that's kind of what I what I think and what I take away of that. Okay, so last two. Okay, being you is a hundred percent scalable. Being you is a hundred percent scalable. A lot of people are like, "Oh my gosh, what do I post about?" I, I've, you've heard me say this before. Gary V said, "Document, don't create." I still stand by that. I think it's amazing. If you just talk about you and your behind the scenes and this humanness that you have, which is going to lead into my my second quote here. It's really powerful because, believe it or not, we are creatures of watching other humans. We love it. It's like people watching, right? I love people watching at the airport or wondering, you know, about them, seeing a little, you know, a snippet of their life. And it's even better because those people in the airport walk by and I'm never going to see them again. But on stories, I can see them hopefully every day. And I don't have to say anything or I can or we can talk or we cannot talk. So it's really interesting, and and being you, I think, is really underrated, and I know it's hard to figure out how to be you authentically on social media. Over time, that does get easier, but don't be afraid to talk about, you know, yourself and your passions and things that are outside of real estate, honestly. And so the last thing that I'm going to wrap this up with ties into that, where I've been saying, you know, around content creation, there's magic in the mundane. The everyday stuff that we sit around and talk about with our family. Oh, yeah, I had to get four tires today. Yeah, that wasn't great. You know, nobody nobody likes to get, you know, get four tires probably. That now probably sounds boring to you. But if you think about it, that's stuff we can all relate to. And if somebody posted um, something on Facebook that was an image of like new tires and that was like, oh, you know, what's the worst? Buying four new tires when you hadn't planned on it or something like that. I mean, I can relate to that. I'd be like, oh, yeah, man, I, I hate it when I have to get new tires. Or, you know, something that happens during the day, you put the wrong shoe on with the wrong pair because you're getting dressed in, in the dark. Those are things that are mundane, but they're super relatable. So I, in 2021, as we're really focusing more on this human content, I want you to play with it a little bit of the mundane. You can jazz up the mundane. You can put a little pole sticker on it. You can do funny things about it. But I want you to start looking at the content that's literally all around us and, and let go of the idea of nobody cares, this is boring. You're, you're right, it probably is boring, but believe it or not, some people care. And if you're talking about things and you're not just showing a picture of it, but you're actually talking to people and asking their opinion or question, it's going to help increase the likelihood that they're going to engage on that quote unquote boring or mundane content. Oh, all right, well, here's 
Cheers to 2021. I'd love to hear from you. If any of these resonated with you or that you're going to implement any of them, please reach out to me on Instagram. I'd love to connect with you there. Let me know that you came from the show. And I hope that you have an amazing, amazing 2021. And we'll see you in the new year. Bye, everyone.